On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about Matisse Thibel. Ups and downs of the season. There's a lot to Matisse Thibel's 21-22 campaign that we dive into. His future as well. That's next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, a Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here at Locked On 76ers. Keith, what's going on, man? What's popping, D? How you doing? Oh, man, uh, uh, not not much, man. Just a, a quiet uh, spring as we close out the spring day, as we get ready for game number three in the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors in Boston tonight to take on that Celtic squad. It's even up in 1-1, and hopefully, you know, again, I'm not hiding it. Hopefully Golden State takes this 2-1 lead. <laughs> That's where I am. I hear you. I hear you. Yo, it's funny you said the spring. I'm thinking, dude, it was like 98 degrees. Like, no, but we're you still know, not in summer yet. It's like still it's just so winter, summer, winter, summer. Winter, yeah, winter. still not in summer yet. But no, man, everything is good. I'm sitting here, and as we uh, record this, trying to monitor and see if I get win win these uh, this raffle for this pair of sneakers. How about that? Real live stuff, people. Real live stuff. You doing a raffle for a pair of sneaks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, doing a raffle right now. So I've been keeping an eye on it, seeing exactly where where it is, seeing if I if I with the draw, as you know that they have. It's crazy, man. I I've done shows on this already with the sneaker business has just changed the way that it has. But big sneaker nut, you know, I love sneakers, and I see you do too. I know the stuff that you have, and I I'm like, man, I used to just love going to the down the way and just picking up the sneakers when they came out. Now you got to go through all this stuff just to get a pair of sneakers. So. Yeah, so I will be monitoring that while we do this. Right, life is up before, huh? before we get started, so like, what kind of sneakers are you trying to get? It was uh, it was the uh, Adidas, uh, the Yeezy slides that they have, the foam runners. Yeah, okay. so so um, you know, just looking to see if uh, the draw works for for these particular ones. Yeah, I tried a little bit earlier, and I'm trying again or on another site to see if they actually come through. But we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. See how my luck is. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. luck, bro. Good I luck. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, hey, man, what, what we needed, and as far as the 76ers go, Matisse Thibel, um, not necessarily luck. Uh, I guess in terms of his offensive game, we can maybe talk about that. But, uh, Keith, he was named second-team All-NBA defense for the second consecutive year. Once again, a tremendous feat. Uh, I don't know how you voted for all of that, but just in general, he was second team. We know he's one of the better wing defenders in the NBA, and for him to be recognized for back-to-back seasons uh, as a as an All NBA defender, where he was last season a part-time player, or not part-time player, but a bench player, strictly a bench player. This season, he was a starter and a reserve, and we'll get to the later part of the season. 
uh, once again recognized as one of the best defenders in the NBA. We know his worth there. Uh, the other part, we'll get to the offensive side of it where he struggles. But uh, for him, once again, he's recognized as that all-NBA defender. But Keith, even with that, I got to be honest, I didn't think he was as good as he was a season ago. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's weird. Um, you know, I'm a big Matisse Thibel fan, and I, and I get where a lot of people get a little frustrated and they say, you know, they're not happy with his offense. Because when you say that, I'm assuming, okay, <laughs> I'm assuming when you say he's not where he was a year ago, I, I think you're talking about his offensive progression. Actually, right. his defense, because I, oh, thought, so his defense. I okay. thought that he trailed a lot of plays. He was going for those tip aways from behind, mm -hmm. the tip blocks from behind when they would go up for the shot. And he would get called for a lot of fouls that he I didn't think he did a season ago. So I, we'll get to the for me. I'll get to the offense. But you go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing with me is I, I feel like, you know, Matisse is the type of guy that, you know, I get it. You know, he was a four year guy in college. So you look at his growth and you say to yourself, well, he's not like a 19 year old where you think he's going to mature over the next couple of years. You know, he's a little bit older, but he's the type of guy that I'm not willing or ready to give up on. Now, that's me personally. You know, me, I expect the 76ers to shock the heck out of them and do whatever they can. Right. Even after they said they were going to keep him. But the fact that he played in the Olympics the year before that. He, he really, you know, it was the COVID thing, so no one was working out. Here are two off-seasons where, to me, in my opinion, he didn't really have time to work on his game the way that people had in the past. And I'm looking at him, and I know that he took a step back, you know, as far as, like, defensively a little bit. Offensively, he's not as confident as you would like or as consistent as you would like. But when you look at a team that only has one solid perimeter defender in him, um, I'm not ready to give up on that guy just yet. You know, I, I feel like, you know, he's a dude that he could go elsewhere. People say, hey, I'm tired of him. He could go elsewhere. And then all of a sudden we have an Al Horford situation all over again where people were saying, hey, man, they should have kept Matisse. I mean, as much as we love Jimmy Butler, it was the same thing. There was times where Jimmy Butler struggled, and when he left, why did we get rid of him? So I'm, I'm just saying that I get it. He's still on his rookie deal. He's still on his rookie deal. I think that I would bring him back and see what he can do. I mean, honestly, see what he can do. Now, again, I get it. Some people might say his, his, his defense is a little overrated. You know, he, he can't knock down a shot. He could be an offensive liability. But at the same time, I think that that's why you have these developmental programs and you got to work with them because I'm telling you, this is a guy that's going to be in the NBA for a long time and he's going to develop somewhere either in, in Philadelphia or somewhere else. And I think that, you know, you don't want to give up on a guy like that. Okay. Well, I'll give my thoughts on the other side, Keith, because I, I do have my opinions on that, uh, on his defense, his offensive lack of offensive progression, if you will. And we definitely have to talk about the playoff series against the Toronto Raptors, where he was only available for home games. That plays a part in a lot of things there, too. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. First, got to tell you about a uh, fantastic new thing we have going on here. Sakara. if you're looking to increase how you eat, and again, much, much better, 
how you feel and you want to feel great with the summer approaching us here. Filling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. So now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. If you're looking and feeling your best, it just shouldn't mean deprivation. Instead, choose joy and abundance. Sakara organic plant-rich transformational nutrition programs are designed, again, to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results that you want. I know I want to eat right for the for the summer. Make sure when we go traveling, we go to the beach, you look right, but you most importantly feel right. And Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Plant-rich ingredients, again, helping boost your energy, support your di digestion, curb your sugar cravings. I have a problem with that. This is helping and get your skin glowing. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter code locked on 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. Thank you. Do it today, people. Do it today, people. Do it today. You got to make sure your body is right. Do it today. And thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith, here are my thoughts. Um, as uh, you say all those things, and you're not wrong about what you say about him and as a player, what is he, 25 years of age now? Um, that's about the right age where your development as a player and some of your weaknesses starts to really come into form. And for Matisse Thibel, we know defensively, I don't think he's overrated. I just think he had, didn't have as good of a season. And that just goes to show how good he was uh, when he was first named a, a year ago to that second team All-NBA as a reserve. I, I still think that's there. Uh, all of that is real. Uh, I think he did gamble a little bit too much, but I do trust him as a defender. He is my number one defender, especially with Danny Green being down. Um, as far as his offense goes, I've seen things. And when I see he has the athleticism, his shot is not necessarily broken. Maybe it could be tweaked a little bit, but we saw, to your point, with Team Australia that he knocked down shots, Keith. And with COVID and everything that you speak of, I agree, but the team gyms were open. And for him to, yes, played a lot of basketball with Team Australia, and then it looked like, oh, wow, his offense is going to be in there. Free-flowing offense they had. He's running in transition. He's finishing. And we've seen that here in Philadelphia as well. My only concern is, Pardon me, why, why did it not come back with him to the States? Why wasn't it more consistent? Why did he shoot, you know, that, that tough shooting percentage from three-point range like he did this season? I'm not expecting him to be a 15-point-per-game scorer, but I would like him to be a 10- to 12-point-per-game scorer uh, because of his athleticism and his ability to finish in transition. 
And from time to time, like we've seen for many years, Keith, Tony Allen, Bruce Bowen, all these guys that we see making a living in this league of knocking down tremendous defenders, knocking down corner three pointers or feeling confident enough to put the basketball on the floor, one, two dribbles, get to the basket, athleticism, explode to the rim and finish. I think I see that from time to time. And I'm like, where is it? I want more of that. Not to be Paul George, but to be Matisse Thybul, where it's 10 to 12 points. And I, I feel good when the ball finds him in the right or left corner, wide open, and he's not thinking about it. Because I did feel like he was hesitant a lot of times. He thought about it too much. And that, as a result, was a big issue for him where it became a big problem for him in the end where we saw what it did in that Toronto game back here in Philadelphia where the ball came to him in the corner from Maxi. He went back to Maxi. Maxi went back to him. He threw it back. Scotty Barnes goes the other way for an open layup, and he drops his head as soon as he makes that turnover because he knew what he did. He has to get back to being Matisse Thibault that we saw, but also begin to take that next step as, a, as an overall offensive player because it's very frustrating for me, perfectly honest with you, and a lot of callers that I get, I'm sure some emailers that you get, that we see on social media that he has become a negative on the floor where you're playing four on five. When Milwaukee were playing the Sixers in that one game, Keith, before the All-Star break, he started, but they quickly had to yank him out of the game because Giannis was playing in, in the middle of the floor. He wasn't even guarding him. And as a result, they had to take him off the floor. Furkan Korkmaz got a lot of those minutes. He got the minutes to start the second half. And we didn't see a lot of Matisse Thibault. And that's how a lot of teams are going to continue to play him if he is not knocking down those shots or if he is not looking confident on the offensive end. And that's 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 my take on it. And and, and I, I just I, I feel because if we know the four, if the four are going to be back, Harris, Maxie, Harden, and Embiid, and Harden makes things easier for him, and so does Joel Embiid, he has to be able to knock down those shots. Him in that starting five, we have to talk about that next because if he is here, look, man, I'm, I'm okay replacing him and having him come off the bench if he's not going to make shots. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about bet online. Bet online. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all your latest sports development news and odds, including this year's NBA championship, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news for MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. As D say, do it today. Do it today. Get into all those trends and actions. Do it today, people. Do it today. All right, Keith, man. So, um, covering the team as long as you have, and we've never encountered something like this though with the COVID situation where a player had to miss a crucial series in the postseason because of not being vaccinated. We heard about it, we uh, we saw where it was, and uh, he could only play home games. They won the first two, no big deal. 
They go to Toronto. It's a big deal when he's not there. And you have Scotty Barnes, uh, well, uh, Pascal Siakam going off a little bit, Gary Trent, and you don't have your number one perimeter defender. And you also, this is my issue with it. I like Matisse Thibault, as you said. He's a nice guy. I root for him because he is a hardworking player. When you play team sports, I know you do things as an individual, but you also do things for your team, even things that you don't want to do because of your team. And I thought he let his team down. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand what you're saying, um, saying that. And, and a lot of people felt that way about him. The one thing that I'm going to say is that, and this is coming from a guy who's fully vaccinated. Um, I got two booster shots already. You know what I mean? So I, I'm walking around with two cards now, right? The thing is, I'm all about people having their own choice and standing up for themselves, right? And I get that he let some people may think he let this team down, he let the city down. But there's a lot of people in the NBA who are not vaccinated, a lot of players. And I'm not saying a, a large percentage, but you look at the Boston Celtics, they have two starters who aren't vaccinated, two, two of them. Um, so I feel like if Matisse was the man, if he was the superstar, a lot of people wouldn't come down on him as he is. And as a super, and as a role player, you know, it, it, the decisions that you make can come back and uh, impact you in negative light. Now, the one thing that I will say about him is that, again, you have your right un to do what you want. Unfortunately, he's going to be judged by this. I support him. And again, I support him because that was his decision and that's what he believed in. Just like I support you for saying you're going to get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Now, the one thing that I will say is that whole situation, I think, did change him a little bit. And I think is because of the the blowback that happened, the fact that he wasn't around his team. As you can recall, before that whole situation went down, Matisse was playing well on both sides of the ball. Um, he was they, they were getting the ball in space. He would get lobs. He was doing other things. Now, his shot wasn't quite there. I mean, like I know he, he was struggling a little bit. But then we talk about when James Harden was inserted in the starting lineup. We saw him doing things offensively that he wasn't doing before. Sure. The, pro the problem was, though, after that situation, his role changed on the team. The team looked more to Danny Green and looked at him off to come off the bench. And then it just appeared as if that he lost some of his confidence again and the fans came down on him. You know, so to me right now, when you look at a guy like Matisse Thibel, again, I'm not willing to give up on him. But if he's going to come back this year, if the Sixers can't trade him, you hear that? If they can't trade him, I believe that he has to come off the bench initially and he has to prove to himself that he can be that offensive guy. You know what I mean? He has to do that. But right now, when we're talking about perimeter defenders, and he's the only one they have on his roster, unless they can go out there and draft someone or hurry up and trade and get someone better than I don't I don't see how you can just let this guy walk because you're going to be at a huge disadvantage in that area. Well, um, this is coming from someone who thought that he should start uh, last year, not this past 21, 22, 2021 over Danny Green. I thought he should have started then. And 
that's what training camp is for. And I think he'll come in and work and try to work his way in there. And we have no idea what the draft is going to look like. We have no idea what free agency is going to look like or even some trades to find out who will be on this team and who would not to see if Thibault is still here. And if Thibault is, in fact, still here, uh, is he fighting for that fifth and final starting spot instead of coming off the bench like you alluded to? So uh, it's going to be it's going to be an, a, a big offseason for the Sixers overall, and it's going to be a big one as we monitor uh, where Matisse Thibault is in, with his standing uh, with this basketball team. And as far as his his um, confidence and, and being taken out of the starting lineup and not being able to get comfortable in the postseason, again, when you're not vaccinated, Danny Green has to start because you need some continuity with that starting five. And if he's not there, you can't start him in the two, in the two games in, in Philadelphia. And then Danny Green is starting in Toronto. It just can't work like that. You needed that continuity. So I did. I thought Doc Rivers did the right thing. Well, he did. In that particular uh, instance there. So uh, as far as the uh, his trade value, if you will, we've already seen things where his name has popped up. Chicago, Mark Eversley, former Sixers exec. He's in. He's the general manager now for the Chicago Bulls, and it has been said that he's a big fan and one who really identified Matisse Thybul coming out of University of Washington. That that may be a potential landing spot for him. Uh, Keith, I mean, is there a market for, for Matisse Thibault? Should they make him available? Is there a market? And he is still on his rookie deal, so they have to worry about his contract extension if they do want to do something like that. What, what do you think? Oh, there's definitely a market for him. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's a, a two-time second-team all-defensive performer. And, and also, I hate to say this, I mean, you look at the success – that guys have had once they left the Sixers. Like we talked about it, you know, Jimmy Butler, I know he did well in the playoffs, but during the regular season, he was here with the Sixers. There were games where he had three, one, two, five points. And people were like, what the heck is going on? You look at Al Horford. He, he turned come, it up in the playoffs. Yeah, he turned it up. But he, did, he did turn it up in the playoffs. But at the same time, there were certain people saying, this isn't what we expected, right? This isn't what we expected. And then you look at Al Horford. He looked like a guy who basically lost it, everybody felt like. And you look at what he did in, uh, re, in, in, in Boston this year and what he's doing in the playoffs. And I believe that people are looking at Matisse and they're, you know, typically it's like, well, what will he do when we get in this, when he gets in our system? You know, like you said, Chicago, Mark Eversley is a guy who identified him. I also think that Rod Baker, who was a scout here, yep. you know, also – had it, you know, was one of the guys who said, we got to get him. And the thing is, let's face it, this is a guy, Matisse Seibel is a guy who the Sixers promised. He was a late first round draft pick. He didn't go to the combine because he had a promise from a team that he would be selected at least in the late first round, which the team ended up being the 76ers. So there is a lot of, um, you know, talent. I know he's, like you said, he's 25. Um, you know, he was a, a late bloomer, so to speak. Um, I, I think that he can turn his, he could turn his, uh, he could, he could, he could, he could turn his offensive woes around in a couple seasons. I'm not willing to get rid of him um, or give up on him. And I think that there's a lot of teams out there that's not going to do the same. My, my only question is, can they wait a couple of seasons uh, for his offense to catch up to where he is as a, as an NBA player? So, uh, that's something that we will certainly monitor and we will continue to talk about. We'll see where he is uh, with this basketball team because he is a, a key part. 
But how key is he? We'll find out in a couple of weeks uh, if he's still a part of this roster once things go down with the draft and free agency. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And uh, on our next episode, I guess we got to go George Niang, huh? Go George Niang. Let's talk about George Niang, the minivan. We'll do that next episode. And, of course, recap what happens in the NBA Finals game number three. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, where else can they find us? You guys can find us on uh, on YouTube, right? You can go and you can subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube podcast by clicking on the Liberty Bell at the channel. Then you can follow us. Also, you can uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts at. Now, I'm not talking about the YouTube one. I'm talking about the regular one that you can listen to. You can do that. But also, you need to do yourself a favor and follow my man D at on Twitter at DivineG975. And if you're so kind, you can please follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. So, you know, do that today. And um, I'm, But most importantly, make sure that you follow us um, on YouTube. And secondly, follow us, our regular podcast, wherever you get your podcasts at. No doubt about it. We appreciate you hanging and spending some time with us here. Uh, you know, a little over about 25, 26 minutes. And we, we thank you for that. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit about George Niang. And I'll let you know what happens in my sneaker draw, folks. I'm still in there. I don't know. I'm still in there. So we'll see. I'll let you know. That's a long sneaker draw. Boy, I tell you what, man. It's a long one, but all right. All right, man. Thanks, Keith. All right, bro. Peace. Thanks, see, folks.